Let us pray so we can get started. I have a wonderful sermon for us today. Father God, you are amazing. In spite of our circumstances, the things that are going on in our lives that no one know about, the hurt and the pain that we feel, the joy that we have, the anxiety that we have, we ask for your grace to continue to be with us. Encourage us, Lord God. Be with us today. Open my heart up. Open your word up. Open our mind up. Remove any distractions. If people trying to cook or, or trying to do other things while your word going forth, Lord God, remove the distractions out the way so they can be uh, steadfast in you. They can hear the word and grow, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that your will and your way be done. We bless you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. For this Father's Day, we are going to be looking at Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. I'll give you a minute to get there. Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. I know for some of you all it's difficult um, to look at the verse because you are on your, your phone and now you have your, your uh, Bible on your phone. But um, it's good to look at what I'm preaching about so you will know and you can see it for yourself. We're in Genesis chapter 18. Verse 19, and we have one verse today for Father's Day. I'm excited about, I love Father's Day. I, I love it. I love Father's Day. Um, I love it. I love Father's Day. Um, now I do. I didn't like it at first, but now I love it. I love it. I love it. And you all learn why uh, later on. So Genesis chapter 18, verse 9. Genesis 19. Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. And it says, for I have known him, speaking of Abraham, this is God, God is I, and him is Abraham, in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Oh, my God, this is so powerful, y'all. I want to speak to you this morning from the topic or the title, The Responsibility of a Godly Father. The Responsibility of a Godly Father. The Responsibility of a Godly Father. When I was young growing up, I didn't have a father in my life. My father was absent, although he was alive. He didn't come around much to come see me and my twin sister. And the pain I felt was difficult. It wasn't easy. It was an experience that I, I, I wish on, on no one as a, as a child. But I remind myself, I, I remember um, as a young age, uh, over and over again, I would tell myself, when I, when I have children, I'm going to be there for them. When I have children, I'm going to take care of my children. This as a, as a young boy, I, I remember saying that over and over again. As a, as a, as a young child, I remember saying, as, as I get older, I'm going to take care of my children. 
As I get older, I'm going to be there for my children. I'm going to love my children. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm nurture them, and I'm going and to take, take care of them. And, and some of you all may feel the same thing that I felt. Some of you all may experience the, the same thing that I, I felt. And I, but I knew as a child that I, that I didn't want my children to grow up without a father present in their life. I knew as a child I, I didn't want my children to experience the pain that I, that I felt by not having a father in my life. I didn't want my children to, to, to have to figure out where was I and, and, and why can't I be there and, and why I'm not taking care of them and, and why I don't come around. I didn't want my children to go through that. And for some of us, this, this is a difficult time. Father's Day is not easy for everyone. Father's Day is not a, a happy time for everyone. And, and as I grew up, I, I, I recall myself over and over again telling myself that I'm not going to be like my father. In me, in me, in me, I always wanted to be a good father. I always wanted to be a good father because I, I didn't want my children to experience the, the pain that I felt. I, I always wanted, wanted to be a good father, although I thought not having another father in your life was normal. I thought it was normal because I, I can name uh, uh, 32 of my friends, and it was only three fathers in the house out of 32 young men. There was only three fathers in, our, in, in the house, and, and those fathers who was in the house was also grandparents and, and who also became our neighborhood father, like Clint Murchis. He was in the house with my friend Anthony Murchis. He was the grandfather of Sean Murchis. He was the father of Joshua. He was, he was there, and, 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 and he didn't know it, but he was also a, a father figure to us in the community. Uncle Lee was one, too. Uncle Lee was, 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 he didn't know it, but he was there for, for uh, Pee Wee. He was there for Daryl. He was, he was there for Pick, and he was, he was there for Darrell. He was there as a father figure, although he was a grandfather. He was there as a father figure, and we as young men looked up to them because they were the father figures of our community. There wasn't many of us who, to, who had fathers around who were there and, and present, but then there were those who, who had fathers who was there and present but wasn't in the house. They, they were presently there, physically was, they was there, but as father, in the father role, they wasn't there. And as young men, as, as young women, we had to experience this and the pain that they had. But, but I also remind myself and remember how I used to say, I want to be a good dad. How I want to be a good dad. How I'm going to be there for my, my children. How I'm going to nurture them and help them. I'm trying to get you to understand and see my story. But as I grew up, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, becoming a good dad wasn't enough. I didn't want to want to be a good dad anymore when I grew up and, and, and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I wanted to be a godly dad. I wanted to be a godly father. I, want, I, I, want, I wanted to be a father that God would be pleased of. Although my, my experience was, was bad, although my, my pain was tough, although the things that I went through was, 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 was terrible, um, um, by not having a father there to, to watch me play football, to, to teach me how to play basketball, to, to check on my grades. But, but, but as I grew up and I surrendered my life to God, no longer did I want to be a, a, a good father, I wanted to be a godly father. But the problem I had, I had no role model. I had no, no one to teach me how to be a godly father. 
I, I had no one to, to, to help me in, in, in being a godly father. And, and if you understand, you may be there too. Because I didn't have a father in my life, I didn't know how, how, how fatherhood looked. So I, I, I start this message off with the responsibility of a godly father. And when we look at the responsibility, and I ask a question, what are the responsibility of the father? Some of you all may say to be a provider, to be a protector. To be there and support your kids emotionally and physically. Some of you all may say to be a disciplinarian. That, that, those are things that, that, that are great. And those are, those are great things to, 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 to explain the responsibility of a dad. But the scripture here tells us the responsibility that God looked for in a godly dad. Here in this text, he, he, talk, he speaks of Abraham. And God in his text lays out the vision. He lays out the, the guidelines and a vision of a godly father. And here he uses Abraham. And the first thing we see here, he says the responsibility of a godly father is to know God. Look what he says in verse 19. He says here in verse 19a, look what he says. He says, for I have known him. He says that, that I have known him. In first verse uh, 8, I mean 19a, he says that I have known him. God says the, the responsibility, my vision for a godly father is to know God. He said that Abraham knew me. Abraham, I know Abraham. Abraham, I have a relationship with Abraham. This word know is not just a, 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 a general or casual know. It means that God has an intimate relationship with him. He's saying that I had divinely, watch this, I had divinely appointed Abraham as father. He says that, 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 that I have elected Abraham. I have foreknowledge of Abraham as father. I knew Abraham would be a father before he was even conceived. God says, I know him. And you got to understand, as a godly father, we got to know the Lord. As a godly father, we got to have a relationship with the glory. You can't be a godly father if you don't have a relationship. And I don't mean one in a passive relationship. I mean a relationship where God is your lead, where God is your guide, where God is your everything, where you are sitting there worshiping God in front of your children. You're sitting there praising God in front of your children. I'm talking about a relationship that is real. I'm not talking about a, a, a fictitious or a false relationship. I'm talking about a real, genuine relationship. A godly father has to have a relationship with God. And it's amazing to me that we, we walk around and say we're Christian. I'm a godly man, and you barely even committed to God. You gotta, we gotta, you gotta, you gotta be begged to, 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 to step up in church and, and work in ministries. You gotta be begged to give your, your tithes and offerings. You gotta be begged to, to sing in the men's choir. You gotta be begged to bring your children and your family to, to, to worship. And, and, and he says that he is known by God. God says a godly, a godly uh, responsibility of the godly father, first thing is to know, have a relationship with him. We gotta have a relationship with God. I mean, a, a serious relationship. Now, I have a lot of different relationships. A lot of people I have relationships with. Matter of fact, I, I can tell you how much you know about me by who you call me by. Watch this. I, I can tell you how much you know about me by the name you call me by. I can tell you where our relationship started. 
And I can tell you where our relationship began. Watch this. If you call me Pastor Pew, I know our relationship is from church. I know that. That's a relationship we have because you call me Pastor Pew. Now, if you call me Colin, we really don't have a relationship because no one called me Colin. So I, I, I don't, I, I'm trying to think up here. I don't think no one called me Colin. So, I mean, even I grew up in D.C. all my life, and y'all know, my best friends didn't even know my name until I turned Pastor Pew. And that's all we do. We go by nicknames. But if you call me Dad, then that's a relationship. You, you know me. That's my, that's my children. If you call and my wife called me man or, or, or husband, then, then that's a different relationship. Now, if you call me man Tillman, then I know you from the streets. I, I know you from, from, from D.C. Or, or Maryland or wherever I, I, I went into the, the, the cracks and the creeks and the, and the alleyways and, the, and off the corner. You know me from there because you identify how you know me by what you call me. But Abraham, God says that I, I know him. God says that I, I know everything about him. God says I know his ins and his outs. I, I, I know before he was conceived, I, I knew before he was Abraham, I knew before his mother and father even got together to even conceive him, God says, I know him. And because God know him, that means that he has a relationship with God. And as a godly father, it starts with a relationship. How is your relationship with God? How are you going to be a godly father and you don't even have a relationship with God? How are you going to be a godly father and you're not even committed to God? You don't live for him. You don't walk in him. You don't talk in him. You don't worship in him. You don't listen to his music. You don't read his word. How can you have a relationship with him if you, I mean, how can you be a godly father if you don't have a relationship? He says that he knows. He says that a godly father, the responsibility of a godly father is to have a relationship. He says, I know Abraham. But then he tells us another vision he had for a godly father. He says that the responsibility of a godly father is to have a relationship. The second thing he says is responsibility of a godly father. Watch this. In verse 19, B and C, he said the responsibility of a, of a godly father is to lead. Look at this. He said in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they may keep the way of the Lord and to do righteousness and justice. He said that the responsibility of a godly father is to lead. He said that that's what it is. He's, this word command actually means to lead. It doesn't mean to, to, uh, to give instructions, verbally give instructions. It doesn't mean to tell them what to do. It, it doesn't mean to tell our children, to give our children a demand of what to do. What the word command means, it means to lead. He says our responsibility as a godly father is to lead our children. He said to leave your children and your household, watch this, after him. Our, our job as a, as a godly father is that we may, we may lead our children. We, we, we may be out in front of our children. We may lead them in the, in the way of the Lord. We may lead them how to serve God. We may lead them in how to worship God. We may lead them how to live for God. We may lead them in how to serve God. We may lead them in how to be committed to God. He said that our responsibility as a godly father is to lead. And the sad thing, we lead night, we lead them right away from God. With the music we listening to around them, we lead them right away to God. 
with the habits we got that we won't break, we're leading them right away from God. With the things we're doing, we're leading them right away from God. We're leading the children right away from God. And the issue here, if you don't lead, somebody else will. If you don't lead them as a father, this is your responsibility and the vision that God has for a godly father. If you don't lead them, somebody else will. That's why we have children being led by the Internet. They've been led by social media. They've been led, lead, they, they've been lead, uh, led by Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter. And they've been led by celebrities. They've been led by this and, and led by that because we as, will not accept the responsibility as a godly father and stand up and go before our children and let them know that if you're going to follow somebody, you got to follow me because I am following God. He said that we must lead our children. And today, if you look at the the life, the life, the life standard of a family, or the life, um, uh, the the lifeline of a family, where you have you have children leading the line, and and the mother behind the children, the dad behind the mother. That's wrong. The dad got to be the line leader. The dad, the dad can't be in the back of the line. Where you in the back of the line for? You supposed to lead. Golly, fathers, your responsibility is to lead. Not be passive. Not sit down and, and wait for mama to do it. Not sit down and wait for your mother to do it. Not sit down and wait for grandma to do it. But you're supposed to lead the children. Instead of, watch this, instead of you, you, uh, your wife getting up or your girlfriend or your baby mama getting up and telling the kids to go to school, I mean go to church, you need to say, hey, it's time to get up and let's go. Instead of the kids, uh, uh, mommy trying to uh, pull, pull them in church, you need to lead them in church. He said that this, this is what we call to. Our responsibility is to lead. Lead our children. Lead them in the way of the Lord. But watch this. He says not only our children, but our whole household. Our job is to lead our household. Now, you got to understand, in the culture that Abraham was in, Abraham had many servants and many maids. And in his household, he had so many servants and maids that, they would have children themselves, and he, would, he, he was responsible for not only, uh, although they wasn't his children, he was responsible for leading his whole household. So the servant's children, he had to lead. The servant's servant children, he had to lead. His maid children, he had to lead. Everyone was around him who was under his authority, he had to lead them. So that's also tell me for those who don't have biological children. You're called to this relationship, I mean, to this responsibility as well. Maybe you don't have children, but guess what? You still can lead children. You still can lead them in the way of the Lord. You, you may be coaching them and, you, and, you, and on that field or on the court or, or whatever, whatever coaching you're doing, life coach or, or athletic coaching, you still have a responsibility to lead those children. You may be a teacher. You still have a responsibility to lead those. You may be a community activist. You still have a responsibility to lead those children because as a godly father, we have the responsibility to lead. It's amazing because in our church, in Clinton Baptist Church, where we are, we are a small in numbers, we, we, we had a lot of people join in a couple of months. And it, it's funny because uh, most of the, the children uh, or the young adults, they be like, hey, what's up, Pops? They call me Pops. That's what my children call me, Pops. Um, so they say, hey, what's up, Pops? And, and, and one person like, all these your children? And I'm like, no, I only have four, but they're my, my daughters and my son's friends. 
who, who they grew up with, and I, and I became their, 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 their father. I became their pops. I, be, I became their leader, and, I, and, and because they was in my house, I, 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 I worked with them. I, I nourished them. I, I corrected them. I, I, I led them, and I, and I continued to lead them, and, and most of our church is filled with young adults, and, and I'm continuing to lead them, and, and, and but we are called to lead, although they're not our children. We are called to lead. He said, this is the vision. God said, this is the vision I have for fathers, for, for, for godly fathers. This is your responsibility. This is your responsibility. He told us that our responsibility is to have a relationship with him. Our responsibility is to lead. But then he tells us how to lead. Look, he said, lead them in the way of righteousness. Oh, my God, that's great news. He said that we ought to lead them in the right way. Not in the wrong way. Don't lead your children in how to roll a blunt. Lead them in how to turn the pages and find the books of the Bible. Don't lead your, your children in, 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 in what Biggie and Tupac say. Lead your children in how to worship God. Don't, don't lead your children in, in how to beat the system and get over on the government. No, lead them in a way that they will serve God. They will be faithful to God. They will be committed to God because they see you. He said, lead them in the way of the Lord. Lead them and show them how to worship God. That is okay for you to worship God as a child. Lead your young daughters in how to way to pick a husband that looks like you, that act like you, that sometimes may even say things like you, that you know that she got a man that will take care of her because he's a godly father. Lead your young men and how to be a godly father and a godly man to worship God, to live for God. He said to lead them in the way of the Lord. Are you leading your children in the way of the Lord? Say, this is your responsibility. Spend time with them. Pray with them. Read with them. Tell them you love them. Hug them. Let them know you're proud of them. Lead them in the way of the Lord just like the Lord leads you. He said his word is like a lantern to our feet. Every step we go, we have a light of God guiding us. You should be the light to them that you guide them in the way of righteousness. He says lead them in righteousness. But not only in righteousness, he said that we ought to lead them in justice. Oh, man, our world is full of injustice on the black side and the white side. We see it all the time. We do it ourselves. We look at homeless people different than we look at anybody else. When you when you when you when you in a car with your children and that man come up to the window and you act like you don't see him and you don't give him any attention, that's injustice. That's that's looking down on someone and the way you look at them and lock your doors. Now some of you may gotta lock your doors because some of them must do something to you, but but the way you look at them, you gotta be careful that you you lead them in justice. You lead them to do the right thing. I remember uh, I, we was in a barber shop. I was taking my sons to the barbershop down in, um, in Southwest, down there by um, the Navy Yard, and they was getting a haircut, and my, my son asked for some french fries to the, at the, next door to the curry out. Jackson asked for some french fries next door to the curry out. So we, he went to the, I, I gave him $10 to go to the, the curry out next door and get some french fries. He came back with the french fries, and he came back with like $9. So I said, Jackson, how in the world you get $9 out of 10 and I, and I know French fries is not a dollar. And he said, this, this how much, he was a, a young boy. He was, he was probably 10 or 11. He said, this how much she gave. She gave me this back. I said, well, find out how much the French fries are. The French fries was $3.50. I said, well, she gave you too much money. So I took him over there and I said, hey, you gave him too much money. And do you know the people in the barbershop ragged me? 
Do you know they rag me about giving the money back? Man, that's your blessing. God bless you with that. God really blessed me with $2.50, for real. If God, you're going to bless me, I need millions. Thank you. You, you know, and they ragged me talking about, man, you, you did. But it wasn't about getting over. It was about showing him justice, the right way to do things right, to be fair. And now he remembered that even as a child, he remembered that, that when somebody overpaid me, I need to give that money back because it's right by God. We got to lead the children the right way. And lead them in justice. Let them be fair in their dealings. Let them lead with justice and not injustice. Let them stand for what is right. We see it all in the scripture where God called us to justice, where we look out for the poor, where we look out for the widows, that we got to stand for justice. Says that we ought to lead them. As fathers, we ought to lead them. We ought to lead them. We ought to lead them as fathers. He said this is our responsibility. This is a godly father. And like I said earlier, I didn't have all this. I didn't know what it meant to be a father. I didn't know what, how, how to be a father, but God gives us a blueprint. He gives us his vision of what it means to, to uh, be uh, uh, responsible, uh, the responsibility of a godly father. He tells us that this responsibility calls us to have a relationship with him, dads. Secondly, his responsibility calls us to lead. But look how he closed it out. He says that, that, that now, he says, watch this. Watch this. This is good. He says the end of verse 19, verse, verse 19, we in, we, in, um, we in D, verse 19, D, look, he said, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him, what he has spoken to him. Watch this. This is good. He says that, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to them. Deacon Dixon, can you come help me? He said that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him, what he has spoken to him. So in the early verses, in the early verses, I mean in the early chapter, God had promised Abraham. He made a covenant with Abraham that he will bless him, that he will be the father of, of many nations. He said that I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you descendants of, uh, that's, that is uh, over, the, uh, that, that is more than the, 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 the sand and the sea. He said that I'm going I'm to bless you tremendously, and, I, and you're going to be the, the father of many. Abraham is the father of many, and he said that I'm going to bless you, and, and God says here's the vision. God said if you, you take the responsibility, you have a relationship with me. He said if you take the responsibility and you lead your children in, in the right way, if you have a responsibility and you, and you lead them in the way of the Lord, God says that Abraham, I'm going to bless you with the promise that I told you I'm going to bless you with. Watch this. Although Abraham promised his covenant was not a conditional covenant, Abraham was going to be blessed if he did it right or if he didn't do it at all. But God says that he's going to bless him, and now God reminds him of the blessings that he had for him. He says, when you accept the responsibility that I will bless you. Now, we can't receive the blessings of Abraham, but we are blessed in Abraham because we are the descendants of Abraham. But the principle is, Abraham, if you keep walking in the favor of God, I'm going to bless you. If you keep doing what God asks you to do, I'm going to take care of you. If you keep be walking in the way of God, if you show your children how to live a life that is, is sold out for God and committed to God, guess what? The blessings will flow through you and they will flow through your children. Right here, I got an illustration. I have a cup on the top that's, that's, that says Father. And then I have another cup that says 
children. So I hope this worked well. So what, it, what, what, what he's saying, he says, as I bless you, Abraham, here's the blessing of God. Y'all see this? This is the blessing. Oh, my, it didn't work. Oh, my fault. Don't worry about it. It's coming. It's coming. So right here is the blessing of God. And he says, guess what? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you, Abraham. And when I bless you, I'm, I'm everything else around you, your children are going to be blessed. Look at that. And the reason why his children are blessed, God blessing him, and now the blessings are running over, the things are running over in your children's life. And you're going to be blessed. Guess why? Your children are going to be blessed because you did the right thing by God. And that's a great thing. See, I can tell you how my children are blessed. Yes, they got houses. Yes, they got cars. Yes, they got good jobs. Yes, they got favor with the Lord. But all that doesn't mean anything. My children are blessed because every single one of my children know the Lord for themselves. Every single one of them have surrendered their life to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Every single one of them have a relationship with God from Jackson to the LaMonica, from Louis Colin to Jasmine. Every one of them know Jesus Christ as their Savior. They put their faith and believed in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They know when they breathe their last breath here on earth that they're going to have the blessings of God upon their life that they may dwell with him and be with him. And God says when you take the responsibility of a godly father, what I bless you with, your children are going to reap the blessings. Your children are going to see the blessings in their life. They don't know why they got so much favor, but the reason why they got favor because it's coming down through me. I'm trying to help you understand, will we be that godly father that God calls us to? Everything around us get blessed. Everything around us get blessed. Everything around us get blessed. Everything reap the blessings of the father. And God said, this is my vision. This is my vision. This is my vision that I have for fathers. And today I share this vision with you. You may say, well, well Pastor Pew, I, I didn't know this. I, I didn't know God was calling me to be a godly father. I messed up. There's some things that I've done in my life as a father. We all messed up. We all messed up. My kids call me, uh, 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 I'm always apologizing for them. I'm always apologizing for them. They call me the most apologetic dad that they ever seen. Because I'm always apologizing. One time, I, I, I spanked one of my kids because I can't say beat no more or warm them out. But I spanked one of my kids. I ain't going to say who. I spanked them and it, and, and for nothing. And, 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 and when I say nothing, I thought they did something that they didn't do. And I felt so bad. And I had to apologize and say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Thank you, Deacon D. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I didn't want to, 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 to uh, I, I, I feel so bad. I, I felt so shameful. It hurt me to my heart to, to know that I spanked my, my child for nothing, and they didn't, they wasn't even wrong. We all, as parents, make mistakes. We all mess up all the time. And we always, sometimes we're not there for them when they need us. Sometimes we don't give good advice. Sometimes we complain too much. Sometimes we get on them too much. Sometimes we push them away and don't show the love that they need. Sometimes we don't leave them right. But God says that there's still a chance. There's still a chance with God. God never gives up on us. He's the ultimate father who lead us and guide us. And one thing about God, his arms are always wide open to say, welcome home, my daughter or my son. And I know you may feel bad because you may mess up. Maybe you're not in your children's life. Maybe you say, well, Pastor Pew, my children are old. 
I, 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 all that stuff you're talking about for younger parents. But no, guess what? You still can go build that relationship with your children. If they still here living, you still can go build that relationship and say, yes, it's some things that I have done with, with you as a child that, I, that I'm not happy of. I'm not pleased of, but I want to come be a godly father, and I want to take the responsibility as God gave the vision. Will you accept the vision that God has for godly fathers? I'm so grateful to bring this to you. I'm so thankful that you were here to, to hear this message that God has a responsibility for godly fathers. We have a responsibility. And our responsibility first is to have a relationship with God. Our res- the next responsibility is to lead them, to lead our household and our children. And if we do that, guess what? Our children will reap the blessing what God has pulled upon us. God has pulled upon us. The favor of God will be upon them. So we thank you. Today, I pray that this message was encouraging. I pray that this this message uh, pricked you and you say, I need to step my fatherhood up. I need to step my game up that I may be the godly father that God is calling me to the vision that God has. I don't know about you, but but I'm ready. I no longer want to be a good father. Like I used to always tell myself, I want to be a godly father. I want to be a father who's known by God. And today I, I know that we're going to do some things that's, that's not traditional. But today I want to pray for fathers. I, wa- I want to pray for fathers because on Father's Day, we always get a bad rap. You know, the, we, we don't get the accolades that mom get. And moms are good, but dads are great. You see how I snuck that in, right? <laughs> but we don't get those accolades. So we want, we want to, we, I want to pray for you dads. Let me pray. Father God, just give us wisdom. Give us understanding, Lord God. Help us change the narrative of how people think about dads and what they say. Help us change the way people uh, address us or or, or the gifts we get. And it's not about the gifts, Lord God, but help them see that we are valuable. Lord God, let us change the culture of, of the way fathers are looked at. We thank you for your vision. We thank you for your word. Lord God, be with those fathers. And there's some who father is not here. Some fathers who are incarcerated, some fathers who are absent in their life, Lord God, we ask that you be with them. Let them reach out. Let them reconcile a relationship. And for those who are not here, Father God, be a father to them as you are a father to all of us. Put a man in their life, Lord God, who can be a father figure to lead them in a way of a godly father. We thank you. And we ask for your grace to be upon them. Cover them. Show your favor upon them, Father God. Help us step our game up. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.